Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get this. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Raider Nation, what is going on? Welcome to episode number... Doesn't matter because we're 2-0. That's the only number I care about right now, Eddie Borsili. And we are rolling into week three hot with another matchup that... Or should I say the first matchup that's going to be somewhat appealing. You know, really appealing. Where we're not going to hear things all week of... Oh man, the Ravens are some crazy amount of number undefeated going into you know the first game of the season. And then, oh, the you know the Raiders are... They've lost the last four out of five games in Pittsburgh. Now we're kind of coming into it, you know, feeling sweet, feeling good, putting us as a top 10 team and uh, ready to get rolling, I think, you know, into the, you know, an easier part of our schedule, man. How are you feeling right now? Because every time we say the easier part of our schedule, catastrophe ends up happening. So <laughs> I'm not really, I'm not really one to be like, all right, listen, let's get ourselves pumped up. The worst thing to me, and I'm, I'm here for all the Twitter content everybody could put out and all that kind of stuff. But two weeks into the season, power rankings, all that kind of stuff kind of doesn't sit well with me. It's a long-ass season, but who can't be pumped about 2-0 and against two top AFC teams, Ravens and Steelers? You got the Dolphins coming to the town and the Chargers after that. If this team is 4-0 and beating those four teams in the AFC, I mean, what more could you ask for to start a season? Uh, I can tell you what more you can ask for, and we've already get we're getting it right now, man. And that's you know in MVP form of Derek Carr, and you know we've seen flashes of it a lot. And obviously, whenever our team is flowing good and we have a defense that's sustainable, um, it's almost like he gets just that much more confident, and things start flowing right. Uh, MVP Derek Carr. It's only two games into the season, so I don't want to fire up those conversations too early. But you know me, I will. Um, what's it take you think for him to keep this thing going and? And do you expect, I mean, what are you seeing in this offense like to improve and make this the this you know John Gruden product perform even better? You know what's the best part about it? Everybody, and you've gotten it over the past couple of years, I've gotten it over the past couple of years. Anyone that's ever been pro Derek Carr has always gotten this from from people across the internet. Is Derek Carr's good? Yeah, Derek Carr's okay. Yeah, Derek Carr's got some good traits. But could Derek Carr elevate a team? Could Derek Carr put a team on his back and win football games? No, he can't. Derek can't do this. Derek can't do that. What has Derek Carr done the first two games of the season? He has elevated this team and put them on his back. Yes, the defense has been much improved over the past couple of seasons, no doubt. But the offensive line has been kind of shaky. The past two games, they've kind of gotten off to slow starts offensively, which is really different than what we've seen over the past couple of years. This dude has elevated his play and the offense. He's going into year four with John Gruden. They're on the total same page with each other. And you could just see it. And I think it started clicking at halftime of the Baltimore game where the first half was kind of a disaster. He wasn't, he was kind of juiced up. He was all over the place, relying too much on Darren Waller. And then he started throwing the ball to Hunter and he started throwing the ball to Edwards and he got rugs involved a little bit. And I think he just got comfortable with this, with this offense, the way it's going to be. Yes, we might not have a number one receiver, but I don't think we need one. 
You have talent everywhere. You have Darren Waller. You have Hunter Renfro, who doesn't get enough respect. I think we talk about it every single year. The sky is the limit for this offense. The offense was never the problem for this football team. And now everybody's getting to see on a national stage that Derek Carr could not only be a good and consistent quarterback, but could elevate his game and be one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. We saw that in 2016. We're seeing it again this year so far. Yeah, everybody wants that number one quarterback. I'm always going to be that guy, too. Obviously, I'm going to pound the table for Devontae Adams until that ship has sailed. But that will take away from the element of this offense and what you're talking about that makes this uh, what makes Derek Carr so good. You know, it's whenever you start including the Zay Joneses or, you know, had Willie Sneed, you know, stepped up the game before that. Things like, you know what I mean? Um, Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards playing their role. Um, Edwards being that guy, if you can find him one-on-one and give him a shot to go up there and get it, that's great. If you can find Ruggs, even he's obviously leaving. So that's when you take the shot for rugs and obviously Darren Waller, whenever you can. I mean, I think they went into this game knowing after force feeding him early on in the Ravens game going into Pittsburgh and he was doubled all over the place. I think it was just almost you at the snap, um, in a, in a way, eliminate him even from your thought process of throwing it to him. And, and unfortunately that's not the way it should be because you know how disguises go on defenses. It could, you know, they could look like they're doubling them every single play and it doesn't mean that they are doubling them every single play. So um, unfortunately, you know, you want to see Darren Waller get more involved all the time. Um, but this isn't fantasy football, right? You know, it's about, it's about an offense that can go down there and put points on the board. And that's what we're doing. Unfortunately, it's about, dude, it's about moving. I, yeah. cut you off, but you, you triggered something that's saying it's, it's, Three, maybe three years ago, if there was a skittish offensive line, the Raiders fed the benefit of one of the best offensive lines in the league. We've had Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson. We've had guys that are really, really good football players. And Derek's, for the most part, had a clean pocket. After he came back from the injuries, he let's all let's put the facts on the table. He was a little skittish in the pocket, maybe getting rid of the ball too much, maybe not not scrambling as much and kind of, you know, just not as comfortable as he should be in the pocket. This line has been erratic the first two games of the season they've had their moments when they've been really good and for the most part they've been all right but it's been erratic and a couple years ago an erratic line would mean an erratic Derek Carr would mean him getting rid of the ball would mean this offense is not humming yeah he's standing in there he's moving in the pocket you see on the throw to Moreau when he when he took that late hit which should have been a penalty which is total crap in my opinion but he's you a Raider it's the, not, it's the logo on his helmet that caused yeah that, right? yeah I mean look the big thing was oh when he got the back injury and he came back he's not the same quarterback he's scared to get hit Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. He ain't scared to hit, get hit. He's standing in the pocket. He's moving around. He's creating with his feet and it's taking his game to another level because this offensive line is not where it should be. Maybe in week 10, 11, it might be in that spot. One of the, one of the best units in the league once they play together and gel together, yeah. but that's where his game is really taken off. And that's why he's able to hit Henry Ruggs deep or find Brian Edwards on that drive, that drive on the Raven in the Raven game. The time cl- clicking down for Daniel Carlson to get that field goal, that was one of the best drives of Derek Carr's career because he made decisions quick. He climbed the pocket and he found Edwards. He didn't just take that check down. How many times have we seen in one minute or two minute scenarios, Derek Carr just checking down the Jalen Richard, checking down the Richard, checking down the Richard, trying to move the ball. He wasn't doing that. He was moving yeah. around the pocket, trying to find his guys. And it was, it was refreshing to be honest. Yeah. It, it, and I don't want to say that our offensive line is bad right now, but it's definitely, I think the worst that it's been in a good, what, five years, you know, we, we, that's always been our, our biggest consistency. And even with, you know, maybe there's tackles yeah. going down here and there right now with specifically Andre James working through those kinks. Right. And I have, I'm not losing faith in him, but right now I really want to see him pull together soon. You know, we want, we want him and Derek together to have that better chemistry on the snap. Hopefully now going into another home game, we can have a little bit more crowd awareness. And I, I put it on a tweet uh, a day or so ago 
that hopefully, you know, I, I know we're fired up to be in Vegas. I know there's probably some new Vegas fans, but hopefully now whenever the offense is back on the field, we can help, you know, the cadence of the offense, especially when they're just at the line of scrimmage. It doesn't necessarily even have to be in the huddle because I'm pretty sure they can deliver plays no problem. But when it's checks and they're, you know, they're changing the snap count and, and depending on what he, what he has to do, um, you the offensive line's got to be on the same page. These pre-snap errors cannot happen at home. That's how we maximize this home field advantage. Um, and besides him, obviously, I want to see Leatherwood, you know, get back into a groove. Obviously, he went out with an injury at halftime this last week. It's good to see that he practiced in full and is expected to play this week. Um, but I really want to see this offensive line gel. And I had a conversation with, since we're on the topic of offensive lines, I was talking with RaidersBeat.com uh, a few days ago, and he made a good point. Uh, Mr. Anonymous, he made a good point that uh, they can, even though they're struggling, it, it's cool to see Derek manipulating the pocket. And that doesn't necessarily mean that he's scrambling and getting away from pressure totally, but he's able to see where the pressure is coming from. And he probably understands the weaker points of this offensive line and where he wants that play to go. And he can kind of move and shift and sway around and he's creating his own space just by sudden, not sudden, but you know, swift movements. He's just he he he's he's just roaming around there just a little bit, just to open up enough space and deliver the ball in the play where he already kind of has in his head where he wants to go, to what side of the field, how deep, how shallow, what player he might need to get to, uh, whatever matchup he likes. So it, it's really cool that even though we have these growing pains, and if we can eliminate that those pre-snap errors, Eddie Borsilli, this offensive line and this offense will be clicking, I think, on all cylinders, just like they were last year as the clear, easily top 10 offense in the NFL. Yeah, you see, we all are football fans. We all see what Patrick Mahomes, what is Patrick Mahomes doing? Patrick Mahomes, and I'm, uh, this is not a, a, a shot at him or whatever. He's the best quarterback in the National Football League. What does he do so well? Why is he so frustrating for defenses? Because he moves around the pocket to the last possible second, lets his receivers get open and finds his receivers and puts it on the money. Just, you don't have to be, you know, Lamar Jackson. You don't have to be Steve Young back there. You don't have to be Michael Vick, but Derek is a really good athlete. Derek has, has always been a good athlete. He, he moves well in the pocket. And I bring up this stat all the time. I say it. I feel like I, I repeat myself every time I, I crack a microphone. But if a quarterback picks up three first downs with his legs, the, the, the chances of winning goes up 65% in the game. It's just, it's just facts. If a quarterback can get and just pick up first downs and move around the pocket, give his receivers time. But I, I, there's absolutely no reason Derek can't do that. And I agree with RaidersBeat.com. I agree with you that, that that's what he's been doing. But to the line, and I'll give the line, I'll say this about the offensive line. Derek at the line of scrimmage, again, there's so much movement. There's so much Derek going up there and seeing what he wants to see. It's probably not the easiest thing in the world, right? Especially yeah. the first game they're out there and everyone's all jacked up and all riled up. A line takes a long time to gel together. Yeah. I have faith in Tom Cable. We have one of the best left tackles in the league in Colton Miller. But oh, he's been one of the solid. Questions to, one of the biggest questions, where the hell is Richie Incognito? I know. What is up with this dude? I, is, it, is it the same injury? Is it a lingering injury? I mean, I think, I think the thought of Richie Incognito in a Raider uniform at this point is better to think about than him actually being out there because I just don't know if you could rely on this dude moving forward. And John Simpson's played well, and yeah. the injury to Denzel Good sucked. But having a guy like Richie Incognito out there would be such a boost for this line in terms of physicality and in terms of leadership. I hope we get to see him soon, man, because he'd be a big boost to this line. And get, just get this run game going because that's really a, a big missing element. Um, and, and, and I don't want to, man, this offense obviously is is um, something that is still a work in progress, surprisingly, as, you know, obviously Derek being the leading passer in the NFL, it's hard to 
Hard to believe that we're even having the conversation, but I do want to talk about the defense. Before we talk about the defense, obviously, Eddie, I saw you here last weekend, but anybody that's listening now, uh, we're obviously live in Twitter spaces. This is the first time doing it. Sorry if the audio quality, audio quality isn't perfect through Twitter spaces. Um, this is going to be produced and do an actual podcast in my podcast feed. If you're subscribed, you can go back and listen anytime um, and, and make sure that it happens. But this weekend, coming up to week three, another home game in Las Vegas, you can find me live inside of Sahara, Las Vegas. Sahara, Las Vegas is basically letting me take over their Kaz bar. Go in there, host a show. Black Sunday is going to be selling their gear. Uh, you come in the night before. I'm doing a live pregame show Saturday afternoon at 5 o'clock. So 5 p.m. We're going to we're gonna go live. We're going to be hanging out a little bit before, a little bit after. So come through any time in that window. Uh, we're going to be hanging out. Um, and then even all day on Sunday, we'll be there watching the game there and then doing a postgame show. I'm actually going to move my postgame show a little later. It'll be about 5 o'clock, too. Uh, so I'm doing about five and five Saturday and Sunday. Uh, make sure you guys come in and check that out. And if you guys haven't booked a room yet and you're going to Vegas, use promo code LVCody. You're going to get 20% off your room, $50 in resort credit, a 72-hour cancellation, 1 p.m. late checkout, free parking always, and that's, of course, with a two-night minimum. Come through that. 20% off and $50 in resort credit is well worth it. Eddie, jumping over to the defensive side of the ball, um, the first guy I want to bring up, is Jonathan Abram, is he finally looking comfortable in who he can be? And is Gus Bradley allowing him to be that guy finally? I said it on my podcast last week that I think one of the biggest keys to this defense, even though he really hasn't made a wow play yet or something like that, has been Trayvon Merrick in deep center field because they had Jonathan Abram kind of out of position last year, kind of yeah. trying to play that that free safety, that roamer a little bit. And that's not what he is. Jonathan Abram needs to be down by the line of scrimmage hitting dudes, being physical, but you said it best. I think he's had really two solid games. Having Merrick back there is that deep safety, not having to worry about that. You've seen Abram come up and blow up a couple plays. You've seen him. Yeah. And the biggest key, like we've seen in Jonathan Abram's young career, is not taking stupid penalties, <laughs> is not taking bad corner, you know, not not taking bad angles to a route and letting a guy get around the corner. Him. He's played smart football. Yeah. You know, he's not going to be uh, uh, coming there and be the next Troy Polamalu probably, but he is an, a piece of this defense that this defense needs. In a league that we have today with all these talented tight ends and all these talented dudes that are roaming the field, you need that guy in the middle of the field up by the line of scrimmage, just like the Seahawks do with Jamal Adams yeah. that can come in. The Raiders, Cody, the craziest thing is the Raiders have now blitzed. The Raiders have had so much pressure so far just from the defensive line. I want three total Max, blitzes or something and through two games yeah, or something. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Max is, is number one in pressures coming up and they haven't blitzed. Wait yeah. till they start unleashing guys like Jonathan Abram, these guys off the edge coming coming on corner blitzes, Hobbs off the edge like we saw in the preseason. So I think Abram is, is kind of coming into his own as a player. I think he realizes that he can't be totally out of control or he's not going to have a spot on this defense. And him and Merrick as a safeties there with Trayvon in the deep center has helped Jonathan Abram become the player that he is. Yeah, I loved how strategic that was. It was week one. I think we only probably blitzed one time and that was on the strip sack, I believe, with Nassib, right? Um, we yep, sent yep. Like five or yeah, six it, guys and and it was it was so strategic because you don't expect it to, to beat Lamar Jackson. It, it, it's exactly how we did it. You get pressure by rushing four. You, you know, you have everybody back in coverage. You're not risking linebackers coming up and and leaving that middle area of your defense wide open. If he breaks out of the pocket, um, you know, you're able to contain him enough, at least on, you know, the first and second layer of the defense. So coming out and just being ballsy. I mean, guess Bradley just making that call, you know, to go out there and I mean, on a key down and really just send the house after him. I, obviously, he just wasn't expecting it. Flat out was not expecting it, because after so long, he knows that's how he gets beat, by only rushing four. And as soon as they sent the house, I mean, 
man, it was just way out of way out of character for our defense, and it was it was great for them. So, um, one topic outside of Abram on defense, Hayward, Casey Hayward, and as much as I love um, Arnett. Losing Hayward there for that, you know, those those few drives, he was kind of in and out with injury. It really, I felt like, hurt our defense and kind of hurt our chemistry on that side of the field. Um, man, are you, do you feel a little nervous kind of relying on Hayward being the dude that really solidifies that side of our secondary? No, I'm not. I, I honestly think Casey Hayward, what does Casey Hayward have? I mean, he's been... Experience. I, I, experience, but... He's been one of the most underrated players on the defensive side of the ball in the NFL for years. This dude, everybody wants to see the corners like Jalen Ramsey and those guys that are that are you know all over lockdown corners. Casey Hayward has been nothing but a, a solid pro his entire career, and you've seen he's bringing that calming force. But he's also he he's such a smart football player. Yeah, maybe he doesn't have the physical tools anymore to, to, to kind of run with the best receivers in the league, but he's always around the ball. He knows where, where receivers are going to do. He's a, a student of the game. And you yeah. can see, what's the difference? Maybe Arnett is maybe maybe a little bit better physically. Maybe he's faster than him. Maybe he's stronger than him. But you see, when Damon Arnett gets in the football game, he, the football awareness is just not there at this point in his career. It's yeah. there for Casey Hayward. I'd rather go down riding with a Casey Hayward that might – get beat in a one-on-one. Well, I just want him to stay down. healthy. No, I think I think he's a better option. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I want Hayward out there, but I just yeah, I, I'm afraid. Yeah. Man, I just I injuries, dude, right now. They're just they they make me nervous. And I don't know what it is um about this team the last few years and it's not that, you know, we're, we're suffering all these major injuries like, you know, I mean there's been teams that don't get me wrong, they they get hit in training camp and it's all of a sudden four dudes go out with ACLs. I mean, we, we we've never quite been that team, but uh, it, these little nagging, lingering injuries, like we we just talked about with Richie Incognito. Um, yeah. So, it, what can we do, man? I I just like I said, I hate. I want I want Arnett to step up and be that really solid option. That when if something happens, hopefully he's paying real close attention to Hayward, um, because man, this is uh like I said, I hate I hate I hate talking injuries before. Why can't him, dude? Why can't a Meek Robinson be that guy? Why can't he? We saw him. We saw him on the outside at the yeah. end of camp, kind of come into his own. It, I, I love. We we could sit here and talk all all day long about Damon Arnett, whether he was, you know, he should have been a first round pick or not. Why can't Robertson be that guy? Why can't he come in on on, on the outside if Casey misses some time? I mean, it's football, guys, right? So groins are going to happen, hamstrings are going to happen, especially early in the season. It's hot outside. You know, Pittsburgh, early in the season, guys aren't running as much as they used to. So that crap's going to happen. You can't sit here and say, woe is me. It's, it's got to be next man up. But that's the best thing about this team and about this defense this year. In years past, when it was next man up, we were always basically crapping our pants and saying, oh, my God, whoever's coming into this game is not going to be good enough and we're going to get torched. Yeah. Now, if you have a guy like Robertson and Arnett, it just has to come off the bench maybe for 10, 15 plays a game. I'd rather him do that at this point in his career than start a whole game and cost us a game like he did Miami last, you know, versus the Dolphins last yeah, year. So yeah, I yeah. think it, it's a it's a testament to Mike Mayock, it's a testament to John Gruden and the, and the roster they put together that the depth on the defensive side of the ball and especially on the D line with the rotation of guys coming in and out, why it's so much better. Because when you, you lose a guy to injury or you lose a guy like Unique didn't play, you only played twenty five style, whatever it was, twenty snaps last week. Yeah, the defense didn't miss a beat because they have so much step. So I, I just think the defense in general is in a better place. So if Casey Hayward can't play all the snaps he, he wants to or maybe misses a week, 
you have guys that could step in there and not for the long haul, for the short haul, and keep this defense moving. Man, that big pick that he almost had on Claypool, jumping oh, it, yeah, was, when he floated on the sideline, ridiculous. Yeah, that was great. That was a, that was a that was a great play. You don't you don't see corners on the Raiders defense close out and make plays like that anymore. I mean, it was cool to see, of course, Mullen come up with that pick, and um, he's been able to you know be be a dude that you know closed in on Nate Hobbs. How about Nate Hobbs? It was cool to see him. Even week one, obviously, you know, we're high on him through preseason, but week one, he was he was pretty quiet. Obviously, they're not, you know, moving the ball through the air very much over there in Baltimore. But to see him, you know, come out early in this game, make a presence, set the tone, and have high energy. I, I don't know if you watched his mic'd up videos, but he doesn't look like a, a late-round rookie playing in the NFL in this first couple games. The dude looks like he belongs in this offense. And even though he might be wearing an ugly number 39, me and Kenny talked about it, he might make the number 39 look really good in the silver and black here in a few you games. You know he's a dude. You know he's going to make a play. You know he's going to be a guy where maybe he, he goes quiet for a couple of weeks and then in a big spot, that dude's going to show up and have a pick or have a, a strip a strip fumble or a sack that's in big spot. Yeah. He's just that type of he's just that type of guy that's going to be around the ball when it matters. And I just again it's a testament to, to getting a, a one of those guys on your team that's just a, a player like a ball hawk typing player, but. Well, shout out, speaking of guys on the defensive side, but what about a guy like Denzel Perryman? I mean, this dude literally comes in like two days before the season starts and is just a solid as a rock as a middle linebacker going sideline to sideline, good in coverage, tackling everything he sees. I mean, it's really just, it was so, it's so refreshing to say, hey, this is a defense. We're not going to be complicated. Let's just go out there and find the ball get the ball loose, give the ball back to our really, really good offense. But shout out to all these guys, KJ Wright, Denzel Perryman, literally coming in off the street two days before the season starts. Okay, you're Raiders now. Let's go play football, and they haven't missed a beat. It's it's, it's so refreshing to see, honestly. It's, it's crazy. I was going to bring that up because, you know, I love the linebacker group, just like you're saying, but they look so strange to me. They look so weird because we went into this entire season not expecting those guys to be our main two linebackers on the field. You know what I mean? We're looking at you know how Morrow's going to step up, Kukowski in this new scheme, Littleton hopefully going to finally be the guy, is Tanner Muse going to see some snaps, and also we're just seeing a bunch of Perryman and KJ Wright. And I'm not saying it's anything bad. It's just, like I said, so strange that here we go. We got, we got a number 52 and a 34 at our linebackers flying around making plays, and I love it. I don't even like I said I love it. It's just but it makes it makes so much it made so much sense and the stars kind of aligned right because they know the scheme two, yeah 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 because exactly so they have two guys and Perryman just signed that contract with the, with the Panthers didn't fit in for whatever reason you know they let him they let him go and in KJ Wright probably want a little bit too much money early on you have two guys that are Pro Bowl type players especially KJ Wright has had a really really good career that is just sitting out there for the Raiders to say you know what. Why not? What we have a couple injuries. We have a couple guys that maybe underperformed last year. Let's go get better guys. You can cry all you want about third round picks and about Tanner Muse and about Lynn Bowden and all these guys. Bottom line is you put the better players on the field. KJ Wright, yeah. Denzel Perryman are better than Tanner Muse and better than what the Raiders are going to put out there. Bottom line. And there's still, you know, Denzel Perryman's still a younger player. He's only 29 years old. KJ Wright's a little bit older than that, but it's not like they just John Gruden, uh, plug it in 36-year-old. It's not the case. Yeah. They're plugging in better football fl- players that made this defense better. I love it. And this jersey thing, the new number rule, I, I really can't stand it. Um, don't get I me, like I, it in some, I like it on some positions. I love like, Zay Jones. I, I, Zay Jones' number yeah. seven is amazing. But yeah, KJ like, Wright, Man, the thirty-four. I, I don't know. Like I like, yeah. I don't like. I don't like that. Like I like maybe a corner, like Jalen Ramsey looks good. Like I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. Some num- some some positions and it looks good. But like Leonard Fournette running with the number seven, like some of them just look 
just look weird, man. I don't know. I don't know how I, I honestly don't know how I feel about it, but we all could agree, yeah. like you said before, that number 39 is gross and Nate Hobbs. Can do about it. <laughs> like I said, Nate Hobbs can make number 39 legendary. You never know. You never know. I mean, maybe he still changes to a better looking number and we get all crazy about it. <laughs> then I'll for sure make buy his play, jersey. Make a play for us and then he can change his number. Yeah, it's going to take me a while. You know, I, I'd love to buy his jersey now, but until he makes a Pro Bowl and he wears number 39 to that Pro Bowl, then I'll probably never buy that jersey. I won't feel, I won't feel safe with it yet. Um, we all need to, we all need to, before we, before we wrap this up, we yeah. all need to, as Raider fans, go out there and buy the number 13 jersey because Hunter, without Hunter Dude. Renfro, this team is not 2-0. This team probably didn't win a bunch of games last year. Let's put some respect, and I know we always joke around and he's the GOAT and all that kind of stuff. Hunter Renfro <laughs> is such a, a, a good, great football player. It's such, it's so ridiculous how freaking good and smart and talented he is. We need to go out there and buy some Hunter Renfro gear and start representing that dude because he's awesome. Dude, it, it's phenomenal what he's able to accomplish with his, with his, I mean, you know, his God given uh, physical. Uh, I don't know, uh, white it football gives, it ability. Gives you know what man, I mean? It gives the common man some hope in this life. You know what I mean? Come yeah, on. He's just oozing talent. You can tell by looking at him. You know what I mean? It's it's phenomenal. No, he's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just, uh, man, he's just like that golden egg. It's crazy that he's able to come out and make some of those catches even. Um, just so reliable. So reliable. Don't know what we do without number 13. Even punt returns. I get really excited. Uh, there, there was a stretch, and I'm, I'm sure a, a stretch that was way too long, that every time we were taking a punt return back, you almost get nervous of, you know, muffed punts or, you know, just, oh, why are we watching this guy return this punt? Like, yeah, it ain't going yeah. nowhere, man. Just yep. just call a fair catch and let's get the offense on the field. Every time he's back there returning a punt, I'm like, dude, this guy is going to slip through something, get you all excited. He could have, you know, the craziest looking 15-yard gain. And it, I think that's just, it's something that gets the offense amped to get back out there on it the ma- field. It it's makes like, me nervous, too, because I feel like he's either going to break one or, like, knock on wood, like, he's going to, like, stay, like snap him in half. He always yeah. takes, like, the most awkward hit ever. And I'm like, please get up. We need you. Please get up. But, yeah, I, I agree. He's such... He's so steady-handed. I think like the day that he drops like a, a touchdown pass or a, or a pass, we're all going to just be in shock, and we might like give up our you know our will to live. But this dude is such a steady hand; it's unbelievable. That's never going to happen. I don't think he's ever going to drop anything. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I, threw, I don't know why I threw that out there. It's just fake news. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you, it, it is sad. You know, I, I'm getting over the point of you know I, I get tired of arguing with the league and arguing against the refs, and you know, I, I'm just kind of dealing with the fact finally that. You know, the, the, the league hates us, and I kind of like it. You know what I mean? It, it's starting to, once once I've accepted it, I kind of I kind of enjoy being, you know, probably the most hated in the NFL, but I hate that they do take it out on a little Hunter Renfro. They need to, we need to take care of him. We need to get like a, like a, like a teammate take, bodyguard. He can take care of himself, dude. The minute that a team does that again or someone goes after him, the whole Raider bench is going to be up there having his back and going after him, and that's what the real Raider Nation is going to be about, dude. Yeah. You know that. We just need uh, Brian Edwards to shadow him or something. That'll that'll work out good. Hey, real oh, quick, yeah. now to, to look <laughs> yeah. forward again. We've talked about these last two games and, and obviously um, how great the teams have been playing, but the improvements that we want to, you know, that we want to see or that we are expecting at this point. How do you see going forward? Obviously, uh, no Tua Tagovailoa. I don't how does Tua Tagovailoa. I don't know how you say Tua. 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 Yeah, violin. I don't know how you say Tua. Yeah, so Tua is not playing. Um, I would be a little bit more worried i mean with Brissett coming in i think at this point you know a little bit more experience he's not really knocking the rust off he's going in there and proving that uh he needs a spot in this league you know what i mean he's he's obviously one of those guys that's kind of like a like a ryan fitzpatrick he's kind of floating around a, a really good backup uh, but he's going to always every time he's on the field prove that he should that he belongs in the nfl next season 
how, how do you feel going into this Dolphins game? And I, I'm not going to sleep on them. I'm not going to come in here and be like, oh, man, we need to wash them out, I, which I'd love to see, which, you know, we I would say preferably that's what we should do. Um, but I'm not going to sleep on them. What, what, what do you expect from this uh, Dolphins offense or the team overall going into week three? Uh, I, I'd be a liar if I sat here and said that, yeah, I'm like you that I think. But he, I, I fight with this this all the time, right? In years past, trap games were always like, oh, my God, you can't lose to this team. Why do we have to have that mindset? Yeah. Why can't the Raiders be like, you know what? They're coming into our building with a backup quarterback that holds the ball for like six seconds every time he takes a snap. Yeah. And our D-line could possibly eat. Why can't we watch them? We, we beat this team last year. I, I don't care what happened in that game. I, I maybe put my hand through a wall in that football game. We beat this team last year. They changed some personnel. They got some other guys in there. They are not uh, one of the top teams, in my opinion, in the National Football League. But if this Raider team wants to be that beast in the AFC, a team like the Dolphins comes in your building and you beat them. And I'm not saying you go out there and you beat them by three touchdowns. I'm, I'm not sure we're there yet. They have some talent. They have some pride. The defense is good. Xavier Howard is one of the best cornerbacks in the National Football League. And they got some talent on defense. But there comes a, t- a point where you stop playing down to your competition. You stop yeah. saying, all right, let's go to Atlanta and, and let, let's play uh, Raider football and we get, we get blown out of the building. Or let's go to Washington a couple years ago in week three and get laughed out of the building. There's got to come a point where you say, we're one of the best teams. We just beat the Ravens. We just beat the Steelers. The Dolphins are coming into our house. We play our football game and we take care of business. That's it. I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to be all rah-rah here and say it like that, but this Raider offense could score points on any team in the National Football League. And like I said before, the Dolphins have a good defense. You're starting a backup quarterback. The Dolphins' offensive line has been really bad the first two weeks of the season. Your pass rush has been really good. It sets up for a game that you should be able to handle and handle well. The line in Vegas keeps on going up. It's four and a half now, started out at three. So I think Vegas sees a little bit of the momentum that the Raiders had. And Tua really didn't show less anything last year when he came into yeah. the Raiders. It took Fitzpatrick, you know, the, the miracle. Don't talk the about it. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to talk about it either. I don't know why I keep bringing it up. <laughs> but this is a this is a game. The Raiders obviously can't overlook it. But I think, in my opinion, they're a better football team right now than the Miami Dolphins, especially with the backup quarterback on the field. So you can't let the full. What is John Gruden? And we've been the most critical of him, letting the pe- the pedal, you know, taking your foot off someone's neck. You yeah. got to stamp them out and beat this football team. So I think the Raiders have an opportunity to flex their muscle a little bit, run the ball, let's see if Josh Jacobs plays. I don't know if he's going to play or not. The run game was an abomination last week. Let's see if they can run the ball a little bit better, maybe get the screen game going. There should be no reason they don't put up 30 points, and there's no reason on earth that you should let Jacoby Brissett and the Miami Dolphins come into your building and beat you. This team was 2-6 and six last year to Raiders at home. They're already 1-0. It's got to be 2-0. There's no... There's no reason on earth that this team should lose to the Miami Dolphins this week. I need to connect you into the loudspeaker of the Raiders locker room because that's exactly I what know, they need I, to hear. I know. I gotta, <laughs> but, I'm going to go in there like, you know, pumped up. <laughs> you don't embarrass us. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I, I get all rah-rah at times, but it's it's the truth, man. It, it honestly is. You could be objective all you want, and I could be objective all I want. Again, the Dolphins have a good football team. This is not like uh, you know what the, the Jets are coming in here or something like that. Yeah. But I say the Jets kind of tongue-in-cheek, but not because – we went in to a last last year last year to a jet game and almost lost that jet game because we played down to the competition. You can't play down to Jacoby Brissett and the Miami Dolphins. You got to go out there and take care of business, man. But what's what's going to be a Raider win without like a couple heart attacks at the end of the game, right? Oh, you know, wouldn't you miss be, it? 
Wouldn't you miss when that the, though? When's the last easy win? When is the honestly the last cruising easy win? I don't care. I, Where's the fun in that, Eddie? I want I want some nail biters in there. No, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest though. These last two games coming down to the wire, it's fun to watch. You, you don't no, want to no. see that with the Dolphins, right? Uh, you no, want to see him take no, care of You don't of want to see that with the Dolphins. And then you no. got the Charges the next week, man. You have you have four basically Ravens, Steelers, Dolphins, Chargers. Dude, I can't wait for all- a, a divisional game, dude. I cannot wait to start yes. playing these guys in the AFC West. I'm, and we get another uh, and we get another home game in week four in LA. So yeah. that, that bodes well for us. <laughs> I so badly want to go to that. Man. SoFi Stadium. Are you going to be there? Uh, yeah. Well, I heard, I heard the food. I heard the food is really bad at SoFi Stadium, so I'm not sure I really want to go out there. But ah, uh, mm, okay. Yeah, I'll stick to the food. Vegas, the food in Va- the food at Allegiant was really good. I had a nice burrito. I, the food was good. The beer was cold. Everything about it was awesome. So there you go. Good no complaints on this end. <laughs> good stuff. So everyone that is uh, live in our Twitter spaces, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. This is going to be post produced into a podcast. So if you guys are subscribed, make sure uh, you can. If you missed anything from the beginning or um, bits and pieces or want some better audio quality if we couldn't understand us through some of that stuff uh, you can go back and listen and on all podcast platforms uh, just subscribe Raider Cody podcast and look for Eddie Borsilli who's back active on his yards per attempt podcast uh, he drops a lot of solo pods uh, just kind of randomly just kind of sprinkles them out there because Raider Nation cannot have enough Raider content so yeah what go ahead no I said I got a new one coming out tomorrow so be on the lookout for that we'll have a Dolphins preview with a special guest so it'll be fun Good stuff. Eddie Borsili, thanks for joining me. We're going to try and make this maybe an every Wednesday thing, a little midweek catch-up just before the weekend for pregame shows and postgame shows. So, Raider Nation, thanks for tuning in, and until next week, peace. Peace.